Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum! And we are back again with another episode of Late Night Vacuum, where we're getting ready for that ball to drop. And then we're going to celebrate <laughs> the new year. Grackies, I've always waited for your ball to drop. I um, know. I, I left that so wide open. Oh my god, seriously, that... In terms of a year of innuendo, uh, that that took it. Well done, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been waiting a while to use that one. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you're good. <laughs> um, so as part of the new year, what we thought we'd do is we'd kind of look back at some of the milestones that happened in the last, the last 12 months. So this isn't very much the... Hey, it's January. What happened in January? Because most of it will be oh, stuff. Yes. But, let, but let's look at some of the more notable things that kind of came up. Oh, my uh, God. It's been yeah. such a year. It's been. Um, so one of the things that we're not going to do, and I don't know if we're going to edit this out, we're not going to talk about Derek Smart. No. Fuck him. No. Uh, because quite frankly, I, uh, we, we said notable things. We said, Oh, you with the finger guns. Um, I think this could be left in with just that comment and then we'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually we're going to cut this out because okay. fuck, he doesn't even deserve, uh, his name. Um, okay. So looking at the year, um, we had a fairly, I mean, I, I, this time last year we had, um, a big release and various kind of uh, bugs and things getting through. But um, that's where we got the AC 1.0. Yes. Uh, well, you know, yes, I the, mean. The start of it all. Like, yeah. th that's the, the start of both the good and the complaints. The bigger <laughs> yeah. complaints. The bigger complaints. Because that gave us the Mustangs, the Auroras, the Hornets, the Cutlass Black, the Avenger. It gave us the uh, the signatures, mm -hmm. um, which allowed us to start the missile commander. Oh, that was yeah, yeah. Guns. So, what are those? Let's just shoot some missiles and then eject. So, assuming that um, uh, we're living in the future now, when people hear this, a missile commander doesn't exist. What was missile commander to you? Missile Commander to me was just what I said. It was it was it the new missile system was so overpowered and so broken compared to where it was in point eight and point nine that that's the only weapon people would use. And it's because they all want to say, Hey, I'm the best on the leaderboards. Oh so my god. How do you do that? You get more kills. How do you do that? You use the one weapon that's completely broken in the game, and then because it's l very limited ammo people would immediately eject after launching all their missiles and then just get insane. more. See, the way I kind of took it was, I was always in two fences here, uh, more against the missile commander, purely because um, it it wasn't what was meant mm -hmm. as an experience. But equally, I was pro-missile commander because that way they got data on it and also the effectiveness of actually killing someone was very thorough. So if you were playing from that viewpoint, 
and I could see people understanding yeah. playing that way. It seemed to be a a a, a certain way of, of engaging. I but it wasn't right. It wasn't right. It wasn't what the game's intended to be in the long yeah. run. But no, it was a good data point, and it did point out a lot of flaws. And I think it still needs some work. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that up until 2.0, the missiles are kind of broken in how they work. Like, especially in the open universe, they, they just go all tumbly. <laughs> so I'm just laughing because I'm, I'm thinking about how missiles are just another form of torpedoes and step one of torpedoes that when you fire them, you want to open your door. Yeah, that's, that's typically a good idea. The torpedoes are also kind of broken. Like they, they try to tumble except then they collide with the retaliator sometimes and then explode inside the bay. Oh my God. That's so not good. I know that from experience because I went outside and got in front of one of the torpedoes in order to try and ride it into its target. Uh, okay. How to be you. Yeah. Except. Did you have a, did you have a cowboy hat? No, because there's no cowboy hat to put on top of my space helmet. Soon. I know. But the, the torpedo started to do a flip and tumble and then slammed into the retaliator and exploded. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't ride it to the target because they're not quite working right. However, back then, they were also not working right in a different way in that they tracked you down no matter where you were and oh, blew you were. up in, like, one missile. So people would multi-lock, launch, and eject. And uh, it gave them some really good data on the fact that, hey, this shouldn't happen. <laughs> so um, in, uh, what is it, March, mid-March, um, we got uh, Alpha 1.1. Yes. Um, now that gave us a couple of things. It gave us uh, the multiplayer free flight. It gave it us landing ability because that's when they put out the pads. Yes, free flight gave us the landing pads so we could get out and walk around. The introduction of Wreck, uh, Hardpoint changes, changes, and Gladius. So let's kind of go through that. So, so for the first time, we actually had the, we always had um, Arena Commander where we could go battle royale, squadron battle, and whatever. And bee 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 bee. Uh, uh, but yes. we, I was kind of like the kid who liked the free flight, and it was the open-ended kind of sandbox, which of course now has become 2.0 in yes. a form. Um, it's but this just is the big free flight. Big free flight. So this was the one where your friends and your enemies and people who you didn't know could all get into the same instance as you and just run around free fright, free fright, free flight as um, as as a regular kind of player. Yes. And it was great. And it was chaotic and it was ridiculous <laughs> and we did stupid things and all the time. Yes, like. When they accidentally had the constellation spawning into free flight, oh and, god! And then yeah. We tried to fit an M50 into the bay of the constellation. Just a little bit more Vaseline, you could have done amazing things. Oh no, I made it fit. It, it took a little work, but it, it got in there. I uh, so that you must have wrecked the landing. Uh, oh, the landing the, the, there was there was definitely destruction. There's that's not good. You have to take it to a good mechanic. Um, <laughs> yes, appropriate coughing. Uh, and talking about that, we had landing. Um, now, this is kind of embarrassing for me thinking about the fact that this was nine months ago. Nine months ago, we, we, we started to do landing. Yep. And I still can't land. I've 2.0 back there. I've, I, w I found myself sideways scraping my gladius. <laughs> Not my glad it's straight to my, my glaive across this a, a landing dock going. Zzz, 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 zzz. 
I'm not trying to work out well, what's the automatic landing button, what's this button, what's this button? I am appalling. This is when we actually had the start of landing. Yes, yes. The, the, these were the very early days. And it, it's, it's, geez, to think, like, that was nine months ago now. It's amazing. It was both, oh my god, it was nine months ago, holy crap, that's a lot of time, and also, that's not that much time. But I think they've had nine months of, of data, especially from me, where they go, yeah, we need precision mode. Precision mode and, and automated landings. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know what? I'm still trying to figure out where my automated landing button is. Um, it's N to go into landing mode. Mm -hmm. It's target the pad. And then it's... Target the pad. You mean you actually just cross hairs on the pad? You, you put them on the pad and then you actually target it like you would an enemy. You target oh. what's in your reticle focus. It'll get a thing around it. And then I think it's middle mouse button. Okay, so middle mouse button is the same thing. Uh, see, because I'm on Hotas now. I, I uh, sometimes do, do move sticks. my hand over to a mouse and press the button because I can't. Mm. I I don't think I've got it bound. But I there's didn't, a way to bind it. Well, set one is I didn't realize that that was the case because I I did a 2.0 where I was tr I was trying to either take off or land at the same time and there was a Connie above me, so I was it was kind of dipping down and I was trying to take off and it was slapping into my side so I was gonna I was still trying to land but then I went sideways and it all went a bit special. So so you were you, you were slapping it a little bit. You're just, I was slapping. I was I was I was the worst example. You're giving Connie a slap and tickle. I was the worst example of the Starship Karma Sutra. <laughs> uh, but we also had Wreck came out that time. Yes, where we now, finally got a system. It's kind of weird because it's more like a patch uh, approach to a solution, but it's actually worked really well. It was a patch approach to, a, to it. They've been modifying it, but it's going to be something, I think, that stays in-game. Mm-hmm. For things like in-game, if you play a lot of Arena Commander, which is the video game within the game, and they're going to keep it in there, what will happen is, I think, if you play Arena Commander, you'll still earn Wreck to to try out yeah. ships to see if you want to yeah. buy them in the verse. So, so, so Wreck is, I don't even know what it stands for, but it's basically... Rental exchange credits, I think? I was going to say recreational credits, but I think rental exchange credits sounds more official. Um, yeah, so it's the it's not real money, it's game money. It's like you go to the arcade, you play a machine, and then you get these paper tokens mm -hmm. <laughs> that you can exchange for things. Yes, yes, it's very much like that. Uh, Plus, it's a good it, system that'll work for early PU. But it addressed several issues because from the subscriber viewpoint, um, there were an awful lot of people who had put money out saying, look here, we want to support the media aspect of Star Citizen and the promotion and the news sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was one aspect where it was like, and you get free flights of ships. So how would you actually make that work? Uh, what was that kind of underlying system? Depending upon, and there were other conditions connected to it. And so now you can use your wreck to um, uh, get the ability to use these ships and these, these components of ships, shields, weapons, uh, gimbal points, yes. and so on. Um, so it, it's now become a large part of the, uh, of the, is it Voyager Direct? It's part of? Yeah, it's part yes. of Voyager Direct, yeah. Part of the Voyager Direct The store. EA store, the electronic yeah. access store. The, yeah, the EA VD so store. Get, get uh, VD with EA and get wrecked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, so it allows you to, 
uh, if you've been a subscriber, you've got a huge influx of uh, wreck points, but you can earn wreck in uh, Arena Commander, which allows you now to um, test and trial new ships, new components, things you don't currently have, which I think is awesome. It's It's been a great, it was a great change. Yeah. Um, but next, which is kind of getting more nerdy, though, is the hard point changes that came out that month. Oh, God. That was like the early changes to fixed and gimbaled, if I remember correctly. Was it, this was, was this the, the one yeah, where, where we had the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, was it Mastroiska? Is that the, how the dolls go? Where you could have, like, if you had a size four turret, it meant that you could then, you could then have manned as one position. You could then have two, no, size three turret manned as one position and two size one guns. Yes. So if it's a size three, it was two size one. Uh, size four is manned. Size mm -hmm. three is a uh, uh, remote control turret. Mm -hmm. But for a size four turret gives you two size two guns. Size three gives you two size one. Um, if it's a size three gimbal, the gimbal takes up a spot, so you can only put a size two weapon on it, making yeah. it so you, people weren't gimbling things like max size weapons, giving them an extreme power advantage. You had to sacrifice the gimbal aspect in order to get that more power and go fixed. Yeah. And now this was really interesting because uh, HOTAS versus keyboard, I really ignore that. Uh, but there is advantages and disadvantages, and with uh, the mouse keyboard aiming, with HOTAS flight. So if you're doing that, you're more prone to be fixed as uh, a HOTAS user, purely because really aiming was a, tr was a tricky thing at that mm -hmm. time. Um, so still this is. still is, still is. Um, but this then kind of helped uh, because, although some people say it, it only exas it only kind of postponed the problem, but I don't know really. You can't make everybody happy. Um, it allowed us to uh, reward those who stuck with fixed because they'd have a bigger punch. They had a longer time to aim uh, versus those who could be more reactive but who would have a smaller punch. So therefore, mm -hmm. um, it, it tried to kind of work to the strengths and weaknesses of each system. And it definitely was a good direction to take it. Because if you have complete precision aiming along with top size weapon combined, the precision mm. aiming is always going to win. You don't have to fly. You could sit still and just go, where is he? Bang, done, I win. Yeah, and what's been hilarious for me is that I've watched um, uh, people's uh, YouTubes of them playing mouse and keyboard. Uh, Board Gamer, um, who I absolutely love watching, springs to mind. And, oh, the shit he does with his, with his pew pews. It's amazing, but it's like this is stuff I could never do on on the stick. Yep, which is why track IR is going to come in very handy. The track IR in which we trust. Um, and then we also had the Gladius come in. Uh, yes, the the it was one of the first new ship. Well, actually, one gave us the cut list, but there was a three month lull there, so we finally got a new ship. It was an uh, a light fighter, so you know it's. It's an agility thing where you had the Hornet, which was a bit beefier and tankier. This showed off some of the more agility fighting styles of the UEE and, and ships they would use. And it was yeah. OP as all get out to start with. Now, that's an interesting thing because I was a 325A boy during this time. And um, I had got my hands on the Gladius. I had it. I got rid of the Gladius after playing it for a short while mm. because it was 
too twitchy, too agile for me. Ah. Um, I found it. I I don't want to say I don't want to say I found it in a negative, but it just really did not. I did not feel comfortable playing with it. I mean, what was your take on the Gladius? I loved it personally because yeah. I really enjoy agility fighters. I'm I'm good with a tank fighter, but I'm really good with agility fighters. See, this is the thing for me because I thought agility was my thing because I did not want. This is why I've always had a thing about the Hornet. A Hornet is a tank. I don't like tanks. Um, because I think it's a case of uh, it slows down your your awareness of the battlefield, as it were, because you know you can stay long enough to dish it and take it. Um, and I know this sounds kind of oxymoronic, considering how I've got a vanguard. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing more from the um, e-war viewpoint for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I wasn't really uh, into that, and I'm more into the agility and the. Uh, uh, you know, awareness of the battlefield and the ability to react and make lightning decisions. Well, but uh, it didn't really fit for me. You still need that in a hornet, though, and that's a misconception. Is because oh, really? if you aren't aware of the battlefield and aren't making lightning reactions, you might be able to hold out for a little bit longer. But if someone's picking away at a couple of angles of your shield, you're going to want to rotate that I think, ship and fast before I think, you start getting punched. I think that ties into the fact that I've been watching an awful lot of bad hornet players. Or lazy hornet players. That yeah, a lazy hornet player will get ripped apart by a good hornet player. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's one of those things. Um, so uh, we then moved into April, and mm-hmm. April became Star Citizen Alpha one point one point one, where we had that was really where the missile commander really kind of came into its own, but we also had the gladiator. Yeah. So. So you've played the Gladiator. What was your take? Uh, the Gladiator was even heavier and tankier than the Hornet. Um, mm. Or it was supposed to be. It, it mm-hmm. took hits like that, but it flew just as well as a Hornet, if not a little better when it first came out. And um, there was a, <clears throat> as it was a missile commander, it died down a little bit as they were tweaking some things here and there. And people kind of had a, a, a bit of a, a ceasefire on certain things. Yeah, However, there were there were organized matches where there weren't missiles. The cross-section missiles that came with the Gladiator were a larger size. There were two of them. They tracked no matter where the hell you tried to go, and they were one-shot kills once again, even through the buff shields and everything. And on yeah. top of that, they had a big blast radius, so you could get two, three, four people all at once with one shot. It was pretty surreal, yeah. Um, for me, I really love the Gladiator. In terms, in terms of this is a Foundry Forty Two ship. Um, came out. Oh my god, it was sex. It was just a beautiful um, uh, conceptual design. Had been realized in a very thorough way. Uh, the bit where the second uh, the gunner turret would come down and how you would get on board, absolutely beautiful. It was. The first ship, I think, where we actually had, I think, now, actually, no, I want to exclude maybe the Mustang because we had clickable areas on those ships where you could see where the components could be. It was the the first ship that I really felt had substance uh, as a design and visual aesthetic. However, when I played with it, it became, it was, it was so OP and it was basically you're you're in a gladiator. You could dominate anything. Mm-hmm. It was sit back, 
long range missile, just wait for someone to be in range, lock on very rapidly too. And yeah. game over, I win. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so it's almost like these kind of things. Oh, isn't that the spirit of things? No, I gave up that ship. I moved on. Mm -hmm. um, now, I don't know where the Gladiator stands. I have not played it since then. Uh, do you have any idea? Um, since then, it's way more balanced. It does. It's slower moving. Um, the missiles in it with the CS missiles were still a bit overpowered last time through. They're still working on balancing that sort of stuff out. <clears throat> I do have to ask though, did did you ever get yeah. shot up in your gladiator? Did it ever catch fire on you? Um, it never caught fire on me. I had been shot up, but it was basically like Superman and bullets. Okay, so it, it, it didn't it, it never was on fire. Never on fire. Can it go yeah. on fire? Well all the ships can if they get damaged enough, they'd burn a little bit. Ah, oh, this guy never burned. Oh damn, that was my joke then. Oh, go on. Okay, yeah, no, it burned. It, it burned. Bur it burned. So, would you it, say then that your sex was on fire? Uh, I'm going to visit you, and I'm going to kill everything you love. I don't have anything that I love. Okay, now that's something we're going to edit. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I played that very straight face. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I love the Gladiator. I think it's an exceptional ship, but in terms of if the you want to bring a gun to a knife fight, this kills everything. Um, back then, yeah. Back then, and that kind of left a taste. So I haven't actually, I, I have not come back to it at all. But you think it's actually an okay ship now? It, now it, it's way better balanced. Still some issues, but it's it's got way better balance to it. I can kill them in a Hornet with default weapons if I work at it a bit. Nice. So uh, that moves us into May. Now, May had uh, a couple of things uh, well, happen. One is that we moved into 1.1.2, and we got the flight tutorial. Yes, with Space Navi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that fucker. Um, For those yeah. that don't know what we're talking about, the, the flight trainer is named Gilly. Mm -hmm. However, he does like to repeat a couple of phrases over and over again. You know, it's, hey, kid. Honey, listen. So it's, hey, kid, Honey, get over here. Listen. What are you doing, kid? Hey, kid, get over here. So all I heard, like, eventually I got. These are, th these like, are things you don't want to hear at a playground. <laughs> yeah. But with him, it, it basically became, all right, shut up, Space Navi. Which became, every time he started doing that, I would start going, hey, listen, listen, hey. Like, it, it just became a running gag whenever he would speak. And then yeah. people would join in, and now other people started calling him Space Navi also, which is great. And just imagining after the training lessons, he goes back to his bunk, he just sits there, and he's got a little paint, a picture of him and Navi, and he just tearfully like strokes it. <laughs> they don't understand. <laughs> that would be wonderful. The um, but yeah, now see, uh, I I thought this was a fantastic that they finally put a tutorial out. Uh, now obviously there's still problems with it and various things. I think one of the biggest problems that we currently have with it is that it's still buried. Yes, I um, think we talked about that actually on a recent late night vacuum. Oh yes, 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 you and you and Crass. Oh yeah, I edit these things together and whatnot, so I unfortunately couldn't make that recording. But you and Crass talked about this. And it was very kind of clear that this is great, if only it was visible. Yeah, people don't always know it's there. 
So. Yeah. So step one, when you load up, give them the tutorial as the first option, even in the main nav. Kind yeah. Because that will that will help so much. Um, we, I, the tutorial thing. I've never actually completed the tutorial. Never. I've, no, I've not even managed to um, get out of the asteroid base. I used it to go exploring. Uh, you see, I didn't do that. There were some uh, bugs in it, and I took advantage of the bugs and ran away from them, and it didn't respawn me like it was supposed to. So I just ran around the map, which didn't have the barrier like Arena Commander, and I explored through all the planets. And You see, for me, it was a case of I was... This came out at the time that I was um, streaming, but I didn't feel that my audience would actually be interested in the in the tutorial. I may still do the tutorial, but I, I never really kind of did it properly. Um, so I may do that as a, as a thing in the new year. Um, but we also had, and we won't name names, there was an asset leak that came out of, uh, of uh, CIG, which, to be honest, meh. It's one of those kind of things. It happened. Ha it happened. Um, so there, there was an exposure of uh, various um, ships and folders and various whatnots. And to be honest with you, it was kind of a weird one. It became such a big thing at the time. But there really wasn't a lot of stuff. No, it was all things they talked about. They were just not polished yet. Yeah. Um, and so this is this kind of, kind of a weird, fun thing where um, was it a case of CIG? CIG is very open, like incredibly open. But also they want to make sure that they get the right things out in front of us. And that's a mixture of let's make sure we give them quality. But let's also make sure that we give them stuff we can learn from. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's uh, the asset leak was around Squadron 42 in particular. And uh, that's something that they have to keep kind of behind closed doors because that's a single player experience and they don't want to spoil us. Yes. So um, we began to see an awful lot of spoiler posts and various things. It was all, I think it, I think it in the long run, it had a positive aspect in terms of the community, uh, particularly when you start to think about how uh, an awful lot of what was being done in the first part of this year was around um, motion capture, around all the stuff that they couldn't show us. Yeah, so it, there was a, a bit of a drought in information during that time, and that rejuvenated, whether they meant it to or not, it did rejuvenate <laughs> a lot of interest yeah. from some of the community. It, it relit the spark. It, it, it started yeah. the fire back up. So I'm not happy that it got leaked. I'm not happy about those that propagated said leak. I am really impressed by how CIG managed the leak. Yes. Uh, and also about how this um, showed the community what had been done. Um, but bear in mind that as of a year ago, um, you know, there's, there's conversational evidence of far more planetary landing systems than what we've currently seen already being built and developed and designed upon. It's a case of it's what they can show us uh, versus what they need. Uh, not, it's, a, it's a case of how do I put it? It's a case of they have, they have so much that they can show us, but at the same time, even despite the transparency, despite that kind of visibility, if they show everything, we're going to have absolutely no pizzazz or zazzle come, come the end we, game. We need, our, we need our, our sizzle with our steak. Exactly. So um, they've been building the steak, but they, they don't uh, show so much sizzle uh, for various reasons. And there's been an awful lot of steak built. Mm, steak. 
I know thing. what I'm having tonight. Uh, you're lucky. It's almost midnight here. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then we moved uh, a couple of months down to, into July. He yes. could do finger counting. <laughs> um, um, we, we got uh, a couple of things came up. We got increased uh, people in the game. Uh, we got uh, the ability to finally enter games without uh, you and I being in different instances. I know, group queue. Yeah, um, we got uh, Time to Kill improved, and we got two lovely ships. And the boost changes, the first ones. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Um, so the two ships we got were the Scythe and the Merlin. Mm. Now, those were fun times because uh, not only, I mean, I did never had a Scythe, but I have a Merlin, and that is a fantastic ship. Yes. Oh, it flies so good. It does. I, I wish they could have quantum drives, but it'll be fun to detach from a constellation in one of those and, and just get into the thick of things. And the scythe, um, so the background, we've done this in several quizzes, the scythe was actually uh, was a Van Dorf ship that uh, about a thousand had been sold or something. Yep. And uh, this had been like, it's such a small thing, so, you know, it's like why, why, why focus on getting this ship out? Well, it's because they promised it. Um, and they, Squadron Forty Two. Yeah, yeah. Well, you say that. So with Squadron Forty Two, and um, maybe if we, oh, 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 we could be going places with theory crafting here. Um, so with the scythe, because I mean, how tall is the average Vandal? Uh, I think they're eight and a half, nine feet. I think. Yeah. They're like so, three meters tall. I think. So while they had the scythe as a flyable ship within the game, they didn't actually have it flyable for humans. Mm -hmm. So they had to make internal modifications. Well, it wasn't well, supposed uh, to be flyable for humans. It wasn't supposed to be, and we've seen what you've done in your stream. <laughs> um, but So we kind of got that. Um, do you think the scythe is going to be a flyable ship in Squadron 42? I think so. I think you're going to have to steal one to get away or something like that. Done. Or they're going to do an infiltration thing with one where they modified it Battlestar Galactica style. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that happening. Um, and yeah, so a lot of people were very happy they got the scythe. There were still some people complaining, going, "Why are the people spending time on getting the scythe out when there's the X Y Z ship?" And to be quite honest with you, it's a case of shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> uh, you've got to think about this way. One of the one of the big things that we've seen is um, how most of the ships, in fact, all the ships are really Earth, uh, uh, you know, UE ships. So we've got the Banu, we've got the Xi'an as, as two example races that we know of um, with ship interactions and how they're kind of working from a cultural base and interactions. So you got to understand what the race is, how the race operates. Yeah. It's slightly more than just put a button there. Um, so if we've got an established race like the Vandor, this is a proof of concept for taking mapping for the Xi'an and for the Banu ships. Yes. So, yes, uh, as a person who has a merchantman and a car to owl, very, very happy the scythe came out. And then following that, uh, in the next month we had the Glaive. Yes. Only a couple of weeks after it, actually. Yeah, now I was, now this was kind of fun. I was at the uh, Gamescom presentation 
where I almost passed out due to the sheer lack of air conditioning. Oh my <laughs> God, it was bad. But equally, I was also coming off painkillers at the same time, so I was not in a good place. Uh, like, oh my God, I'm amazed I made, made, got through it. Uh, but I, I, I still... Dedication, I wrote for, sir. Dedication I, to I, this. I did what, I do what I could. I had a chance to write for a magazine about about the encounter and about the experience, so I had to I had to be there so I could I could you know share. Um, and uh, I was very lucky. I have a glaive now. Uh, glaive is uh, basically a match for the hornet, I think, as they would kind of call it, or, or a match for the super hornet. Super hornet. Yeah. Um, and this was the point where I moved from my three twenty five A. Because I, I have my 325, I have my 300 yep. series love. It was the ship I started with. I always believed in it. Um, and I believed in it even more when I changed the front nose for a Panther. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time you know, the ship I flew then is not the ship that will be out. I totally mm-hmm. acknowledge that. But it was time to kind of move on. And uh, I have my ship for work, rest, and play. This is my ship for war. Oh, the glaive is... It's a thing of beauty. I oh, I'm so I'm gonna steal one in it somewhere. I'm gonna steal yours. Actually, that'll be yeah. the fastest and easiest way. You can borrow it. You don't no, have to I, steal I want it. it to be back in my hand. Why do you though, steal so. everything I have? Because then you can claim insurance and get a second one. We'll both have them. No, they'll just they'll just look at who that were friends online and they'll go no. That's no. why I'll steal it on my alt account. Because no, what they'll do is they'll look at it and go, wait a minute, no, that's not the same. It has a different paint job. Ha ha ha! We have bypassed their systems. Um, so yeah, so the glaive it flies like butter. Mm. I think now I'm an incompetent, but is the, uh, so therefore my use of it is abhorrent. But is the glaive the most powerful single fighter ship right now? Um, what do you with think? its weapon size, it's supposed to be. But I think that the six guns of the Super Hornet might outmatch it just because of the rate of fire off the Super Hornet compared to a Glaive. Yeah, because the reason I but asked they're that... Pretty, they're pretty even. So the one thing about you've probably seen in this conversation is I don't want an OP ship. Mm-hmm. But I've now got the Glaive, and it's quite rare right now. So I kind of like it for that. Yeah. But at the same point, I just don't want to be in a you're in a ship, bang, you win kind of situation. I want to, I want to they're ship... They're going to balance actually, things, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, just shortly after that, we moved into 1.2, uh, which was, what was it? Was it August, September? August. August. Uh, and that's where we got the social module. Oh, Art Corp. Those first days of trying to get in when everyone flooded it. Every time I would turn onto your stream, all I would see is you basically face fucking a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I got into places I wasn't supposed to be. I've got this sort of a t-shirt design we have to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, so we got around Area 18, and it was the first example of a social area. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they had always talked about having the hangars as a social area, but um, they moved to using the uh, Area 18 as the first release of this, not only because they had it ready, but because they equally had... Um, what was the, what 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 was said as the reason why they wanted to do this over the hangar? Was it about neutral ground Highlander? Uh, why they wanted to do this over the multi people in a hangar? Yeah, uh, persistence was part of it. Mm. Yeah, 
that that so, was actually a very big part of all of it was persistence because in the hangar they would then have to be able to see all the ships as you had them loaded out at all times persistent in each hangar and like th there were issues with that yeah. they were still setting up just a little bit um and uh now one thing that hasn't been happening throughout all of this of course was uh the fps side mm-hmm so now they had early promised on getting uh, the the uh, Star Marine first person shooter. Um, they had various uh, kind of issues with that in terms of getting it up to perfection, or at least to the stage where they were able to give it to us in a way that they could actually get value out of it. So what they've been doing there is they've been kind of building it into existing systems what they could release, um, and that kind of starts us into. Uh, the last two main releases that yep. we've, we've got this year. Uh, one is 1.3, which was the dev stream. That's where we moved from these disparate kind of um, uh, branches into one kind of centralized core, yes. which meant that uh, what, we, what we played and what they developed on was far closer. Um, do you want to kind of explain what that kind of means from your side? Yeah. <clears throat> Basically what happened was in order to be able to continue development of the game, but also give us something that we could use, things like Social Module or Arena Commander were broken off into code branches to be worked on. Yeah. And then what happens is when you do that, you have differences in code, in file structures, in core files, in core, you know, items that become different as each group works on it. And eventually, in order for the game to be complete, there comes a point where you have to merge it all back together, make sure all the files play nice, and make sure all the code plays nice. And mm -hmm. it, in a game as complex as this, that is a huge undertaking. Major pain. However, it also means that they are closer to a, a situation as will be coming up for the thing we're talking about next. And it's you know, <laughs> very, very recent. Um, it's needed to make that game into a cohesive thing. So seeing that happen, at least from a standpoint of someone that's been inside development and everything else, is a moment where you go, oh, they're getting close to something nice. Yes. Yeah, when you move it that way, that's a good thing. Um now, uh, at this time, we also had the Alpha Pass was removed because we reached one million uh, backers. Yes. Uh, or one, is it, I think we should say one million citizens, I think is probably the best way of saying it. Citizens. So, citizens, yeah. yeah. One, one million citizens. Um, and so we all Alpha and Beta Pass um, limitations have been removed, which means that now if you buy the game or you get in the game and you have a game package, not just a ship, yep. um, you're in. You in, can play around. In right now. Yeah, and that's great. Um, and then, of course, we moved into December, this glorious month. Ah, uh, yes. Now, uh, Grackies and I, we got into the PTU, and we've been playing 2.0 um, for the last few while. Some of us more successfully than others. Day one. Day one. Um uh, but now we, it's the first version of the PU, um, the mini baby PU, like a baby bell. Um, we've got uh, the Crusader area with this part, part of the Stanton system. We've got multiple stations. We've got quite a lot of missions. We've got random encounters. We've got pirates. We've got multi-crew ships. We new, now have the flight modes. 
which yes. is kind of I'm still learning as a beginner on this aspect of the flight muscles. I've not been playing it so much. Uh, we've got start of weight of ships really coming into the fore. Have you it seen does. How, how does that feel to you? What surprised you in terms of your ship reactions? Uh, the biggest thing that surprised me was when I took damage across one of my ships pretty heavily, all of a sudden I noticed my speed was double. Hmm. So Wait, I found what? because my mass was reduced so much by the parts that I lost in damage, my and my main engine didn't take any hits, I ended up with a double top speed what because I was so the horn, the super hornet. <laughs> so the top, became, the top, this became the super hornet. The top ten thirty, I think it is, is the top speed for the super hornet and cruise became over two thousand. So that and even in Fuck. my base speed, it had gone up by a huge percentage. So it actually became a lot harder to control it, and I had to be way more careful with my throttle. And on top of that, I had damaged the thruster, so it was hard to control. So it became this unstable rocket of just death and speed. It was oh, it was wonderful great. and ridiculous and horrifying. You see, I was thinking about well, what's the you know the example of acceleration and the weight for deceleration and to move and things. Mm -hmm. You you went straight into the. I was fucked. I went fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is pretty damn awesome. Now, Jerk is in to stay, and I know there's some people kind of commenting about it, so they'll probably it's do a little bit of... kind of in there. Yeah. They, they've been pulling pieces of it out and re-adding other bits, and because it's not exactly working how they thought, I don't think. And uh, there's some issues like precision mode with uh, maneuvering thrusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they'll go from like zero to 100 instantaneously and slam you into things, basically causing your death. And it's like, that's not supposed to happen. Not meant to happen. Um, and also we had, now we've, we've got the Avenger variants. We've got the Warlock, which is the EMP Avenger, which looks pretty cool. We can talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. We've got the, the Titan, which is not, necessarily as cool right now but lots of space in the cargo for uh say a vending machine um yeah we've got the andromeda and we've got the tally um but we also have uh combat we've fps coming in for the first time mm -hmm. now you know me i'm actually afraid of fps the reason uh, i'm afraid of fps is because i like puzzle games and also i play until until I became part of the master race, I played heavily on console. So my entire FPS engagement has been around. Don't worry about aiming; just pull the trigger. Ah. So I'm kind of. So this is so this will be a baptism of deathly fire for me. So I'm kind of curious as to how you found it. Um, the FPS does still need some work. But they already know it. The animations are still being worked out. It's the early animations and stuff. Um, zero G definitely needs work because when two people go into zero G, there's this weird like stuttering that starts happening where the positions are not exactly known. So there's a desync situation where someone like you can be dodging to, to the right from where someone's firing. They're shooting three meters to your left and they're hitting you. And you're taking damage, yet on your screen you're actually out of the way. It's it's back to yeah, the desync situation. Yeah, that's a net code stuff. So there's that. But for the actual FPS, um, it's fun. It needs it needs work. 
the reload stuff needs some work. The grabbing of the weapons needs work. Healing needs work because even if you have heal packs, they don't always activate when you want them to. And sometimes they like you'll heal yourself up and you know you have two and Mm -hmm. it doesn't heal you. Then you go grab more and it still doesn't activate and heal you while you're wounded. And it's like, how much is the cooldown time? Like, what's going on? Why can't I heal even though I'm in a gun battle and I've finally had a 10 seconds to maybe inject myself with something to live? So that sounds like there's been an awful lot of constructive criticism around Mm -hmm. it, but how does it feel to play? Is it fun? Sometimes. Ooh, okay. That that's that's why I had to list those out because sometimes it can be awesome and fun and there are other moments where it can just be glitchy and frustrating. Now, you're not an FPS specialist. Um mm. as well, you know what I mean, you can you can throw down, but you, you, you I used you to play competitively. Did you? Yeah. Shit. I've I, did you wow. Okay. Early days Team Fortress stuff and things like that, but okay. I used to be an actual competitive FPS player. Fuck. Okay. In that case, this becomes even more important. Um, how does this rate against other FPS games so far? I mean, if you were to... It, obviously, it's not up there yet. But if you were to, say, compare this to another game, you'd say this is on the same kind of level. I can't compare it yet because so many systems are not in. Okay. Like, it's it's very bare bones. It's You have a pistol, you have a submachine gun, you can crouch, you can go prone, you can right-click aim, and you can shoot. But, like, the healing stuff isn't in yet, the array of weapons aren't in, the full damage system's not in there. The, the juking isn't in, really. Juking, like, there's so many things that I can't say there's a comparison there yet. I can see where they're headed, and I'm really excited to see more. Okay. And when it is fun, it's ridiculous fun. Like <laughs> how someone landed at the FPS station because there's there's one station security uh, security post Korea. But yeah. um, that's primarily that's where the submachine guns are. So everyone kind of clusters there for their FPS play. And what happened was a ship came in, and I was out in zero G, and I watched it come in, and I waited. It was an Avenger, and what I did was I slowly drifted down from above and I landed on top of the Avenger. Okay. And then I slid down to the back corner of the Avenger and crouched and then waited and listened. It, maybe it was a cutlass. Could have been a cutlass or an Avenger. I think it was an Avenger. Either way, I, I waited yeah. at the back corner. You always remember your 30th kill. And I, I was listening and I did this by sound. I heard a set of doors open up inside. So I knew pretty much where the person was you had waited the doors in, open yes waited for the ramp heard the ramp click and go saw it starting to drop down aimed down saw the person run out open fire got him with a few good hits he he didn't know where the hell i was he ran off i hopped off the ship turned and shot him right in the back as he was running and just saw him go thump and i went oh this is gonna be fun I'm kind of glad you're on my side. <laughs> because I got sneaky like that, and I'm like, I'm going to position myself on their own ship and wait. No, Just that's that's line. that's serial killer sneaky. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Jack. Jack. Oh, God. So, yeah, and we also had the Connie and the Tally. Now, we've talked about the Connie and the Tally many times. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to get either ship out and play with them? Yes. Tell us about that. Uh, the 
Connie and Tally are are both really fun to fly around. I don't think they're flying quite right yet because they don't seem to fly like bigger ships sometimes. They seem to be way too maneuverable. I know they're tweaking some of the maneuverability to make it so that things fly better across the board. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not sure if they're flying right, but they, they do fly really fun. The only the big problem I have with the Tally is that w even with all the weapons and turrets on it, if you don't have someone crewing them, you have no guns. Mm. You have torpedoes and that's it. You can fly it around, but you have to have crew in those guns or you're a sitting duck. Yeah, and that kind of ties into several thoughts I have. But um, the, I mean, does, does it still, I mean, how does it, question one, does it fly well, Tally? It does. It flies very, very well, which is what scares me because it, it feels like it's flying more like a, a fighter than it, it does like a, okay. a big bummer. A big, oh, so I misheard that. You sound like a big bummer. <laughs> uh, um, the, the flip side of that is the way I've heard it in terms of how the Connie and the Tally kind of balance to each other mm -hmm. is that the Connie is more focused on forward fire. So it's a bit, yeah, yeah. So it's a more frontal total assault. Uh, however, the tally provided you have, so you can actually really run a uh, a Connie as a, as a, as a single person mm -hmm. in effect. However, with a tally, it's got uh, a full round three, almost three sixty degree kind of uh, coverage, almost yeah, yeah. Which means that that then ties into its defensive nature while it's going to deliver a payload. But equally means that if you're in a Connie v. Tally fight, uh, the Connie would win unless you have a full crew in Tally. Yes. Because you don't even have the option to try and slave the turrets forward. So you get some forward fire even in a smaller arc with, you know, bursts of... Like, it, that That would be the nice thing. Can I gimbal a couple of the turrets to, to take control of them and, and just then I have a little bit of defensive fire for some reason. Now, the the, the main thing here is that, um, Grakis, we're, we're among friends. Mm -hmm. So we all know that you have an obsession. With the tally. Didn't even need to complete the sentence. Uh, so you have an obsession, and it is with mm -hmm. the tally. Has, in in, in in the same way that you've, abducted a, a Hollywood star and you've got them imprisoned in your basement. I won't say which one though. Has touching them for the first time been as good as you'd hoped? <laughs> I feel fucking I went dirty even <laughs> I went very non-gender specific by the way. I want I to stress that. Um, so seriously, I mean, sir, you, you, you've, you've got your joy toy. Uh, I, I went special flying those ships. Both the, the Connie and yep. the Tally. Um, does the does the Tally start to meet your your image of what it would be? Starting to. Okay. Once I see the torpedoes actually working proper, uh huh. Then I'll know a little bit more. Right. I did get to see that in one volley one time versus a Connie, and I did have crew in my turrets, and I volleyed all six into the side of that that ship, and it just. There was nothing left. And they had full <laughs> shields at the start, and I just unloaded the payload, and they were done. And I'm like, 
Oh, that's going to be really expensive to do that. But oh. that's so worth it. So, so here's a question for you from following on from that, because do you know what the one thing I've noticed you and I do when we go into 2.0? What do mm. we do? What do we do when we go? What's the first thing we do when we go into 2.0? I run up to a big Bendy's vending machine. No, before that, you wake up at Port Olisar, you go down to the ship call area. What ship do you call? Me? Yeah. It it changes ship to ship, but usually I'm I'm pulling out a Hornet for the most part. Right, and I'm pulling out a Glaive or a, a 300 series. So the thing I'm looking at is this. We can now pull out multi-crew. Mm-hmm. Large ships. One, why aren't we? And two, how are we finding um, the... I'll call it the meta game of the multi of the multi crew ships. So the idea is, why why aren't you taking a multi crew ship to begin with? Because a lot of people are. There is no consequence set in the game right now, as well as the fact that there are some bugs that keep you from being able to always get into your multi crew ship. Occasionally, the the local physics grid. Yeah, there it, it sometimes drops out. So it drops out for you and not for others. So when I summon in my multi crew ship. And I'm trying to get on it so I can get to the pilot seat to be the pilot of my multi-crew ship. What happens is, as soon as you open the ship up, everyone else can also take full control of everything inside that ship. So there's, as soon as you pull in a multi-crew ship, there's usually a large number of people waiting on that pad trying to steal it because they don't have one. So are you saying that a multi-crew ship with assigned roles, uh, or will you have like the control over who gets what before you go in is the main thing? Uh, yeah, that would make it much better for me, as well as the fact that if people would actually use chat if they want to get on board so we can go on adventures, or uh-huh. if the friend party system were working better so I could get together with like other people in my community or the other people of BNG, then we could all do stuff together. Then I would be summoning the crap out of them. And that ties into the second part of the question, which is really around chain of command. So it's a case of how... How do you feel this um, the multi crew currently works? Uh, in more a case of it doesn't work because um, this is the organic thing that we create in game, mm-hmm. which is about the ability to command other people. So when you've been in your multi crew ship and you've been engaging in combat or doing something, has it felt as if people have naturally pulled together, or is there is there a gap? It's been too crashy for me to be able to get enough people okay. together to fully multi-crew properly. Okay. Because I think that there's going to be an awful lot of telemetry, an awful lot of feedback into CIG about moving forwards, about how this kind of works. Um, the thing I'm really interested in is that once we go to Idris level and, and, and further about how you run communication, because as I've uh, heard several people talk about, it's about the number of people that you can actually coordinate and work with mm-hmm. and how you can communicate orders to them and about how that can disseminate out will, will truly be what makes a multi-crew ship successful. It will. And right now you can't command anyone to do anything and most people don't have their chat window open or pay attention to it. And so yeah. they just kind of all run around and do their own thing. Or their favorite thing to do is even if you get into the pilot seat in your own ship, they sit there and they, as soon as you're out of the armistice zone, try and kill you, which blows up the ship because they want to take it. Yeah, they're dicks. Um, I have a new favorite trick, though, that I use oh, on those guys. Yeah, what do you do? 
I let them take control of the ship and then I shoot them and then take it. <laughs> or if they refuse to leave the pilot seat and they just fly around outside the armistice zone and everything and, and don't want to. And I'm saying in chat, hey, can I have my own ship and everything? And they keep doing it and their friends happen to be in the instance with them and they're all running around in my ship. I'll go back to the main menu screen, which kicks me out of the server, which then despawns the ship instantaneously and freezes them all in place wherever they are. And usually you can't, um, it's suicide then, so you have to go back to main menu too. Well deserved for assholes. Um, so yeah, because I think, I think what we're going to be at is we've had, looking back at it, we've had um, a, a serious amount of development work happen this year. Yes. Um, we've had a couple of public releases, but we've had new ships, we've had new features. Um, the hard point changes in particular that came out is actually quite deep yep. um, because it, it's, the, it's the entire hardpoint hard system is being reworked. And then bearing in mind that hardpoint does not necessitate a weapon point, it necessitates a hardpoint, things Which you can, can attach. Be the engines, the shields, and... And internal and external. Uh, so that system's been redesigned. We've had the release of Social Module. We've had the release of the first step into the PU. And now with the multi-crew ships, we're finally there. Um, there's a certain element of, uh, I have complete faith that we'll get more larger, bigger ships out. What's interesting to me is, is the management flow of those ships, whether or not um, that's going to be completely relied upon us and our interactions is it going to be a mixture of that and the auth system that they're using in terms of the mm -hmm. ghost um uh, game uh, object state barrera system yeah. uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, how, how are they going to make it work for us um and this will probably start to tune into uh, various comm systems as we kind of come down the line, but it probably won't happen for a, for a good while yet. But I could yeah. see stuff happening there. Um, so overall, I mean, how do you how do you view this year? This past year, or what do we yeah. have coming? No, this past year. I mean, how do you view it? How how do you think we we've, we've done as a as a community, and how do you think CIG have done? I think CIG has finally started to you know, take in some of its early missteps and learn from it and finally is, is polishing what they need to in their processes internally. Um, yeah. They've made amazing strides in the game and the core of the game. So now that they have that, that good foundation that they're going to be able to work from, we're going to see things faster and faster and, and more and more often, more and more frequently. Yeah. Um, Rapid acceleration. Oh yes. The, this is where the acceleration starts for a game. And, um, I think as a community, for the most part, we've been, you know, pretty, pretty strong. But there there have been the elements as, as CIG has grown and time has, has gone on and everything that have, you know, of course, gotten more vitriolic. But that happens with any and all games out there. And uh, yeah. we just need to keep our heads down and, and uh, provide good, solid, critical feedback where it isn't, you know, we, we're going to have our squee moments, but we also have to remember <laughs> that we're trying to make the best game alongside them in whatever way we can help out as a community. So if that means telling them they're wrong at some point when it's obvious that a direction they're taking might not be awesome, give them the feedback on the hows and the whys with details and information and see if we can, you know, go, 
that these are the hows and whys of this and present it in information that they can take in and, and adjust with us. Absolutely true, sir. Absolutely true. Um, yeah. So from from my side, I think it's been a fantastic year. There have been a couple of things that we wanted to get out, which was the full FPS, which hasn't come out, but they're doing that for reasons. Um, yep. We do have an integrated form of it within 2.0, so it did come out this year, by and by. Um, I'm just really looking forward to the interactions, because for me, the game has always been about um, what I do with you. Yes. Um, and everything else is a mechanic to facilitate that. I don't think they have animations for that in game, though. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it had the, to be uh, so easy. So right there. All I'm saying is we can both be big spoon and little spoon. Um, so the uh, so for me, it's always been about the interaction with uh, my friends um, and. This year has been a long year for me in Star Citizen, not because they've not delivered, because they've been doing stuff and building stuff. I mean, today was this today. This year was the year of Squadron Forty Two getting the shoot down, getting everything done. Um, but at the same time, um, you know that that that's a necessary positive evil that had to be done, had to be had to have happened. Um, but my focus is on the enjoyment I can get out of doing stupid things with you on a ship. Yeah. So um, the Christmas for me is 2.0 because that is the first fundamental step of this is what the game can and will be. Uh, and it's still only a slice of it. Um, you and I, we've kept on top of everything. We know all the other mechanics going on. We know all the other systems that are going in place that will make... Uh, this space a very cooperative, collaborative, and real kind of environment. Mm -hmm. But the first step is you and I getting on board a ship together and going, "What up, mucker?" and seeing yeah. what happens next. So I'm so gonna rude three you. Oh shit, yeah. Uh, so this is kind of why I'm very happy that we're here now. Looking forward to the next year. What's your forecasts? Oh, for the love of God, um, we're gonna see the initial baby PU stuff ramp up. We're going to start seeing new game systems put into place that are some of the early easier ones, like uh, the start of mining systems, for example, are probably going to yeah. be popping in, um, as well as salvage, mm -hmm. where we can just grab stuff and throw it into a ship. Uh, we're going to see persistence pretty early on so that when you do grab stuff and take it somewhere, it's, it's going to be an actual object everyone sees. It's not just going to be an object on the local machine. Mm -hmm. Um Star Marine is hot on the heels of everything and is going to be a big, big focus. And that's that's going to bring a lot more attention to the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to we're going to start seeing our, our early plays of Squadron 42. They might tease oh, us with a mission yeah. or two, a slice of a mission or two to to get in there and just take a look. I would expect by 2016 we'll have the we'll have the full episode one of Squadron 42. So everything that we were promised, I would imagine. Oh, oh God. By the end of 2016? You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes, most definitely. I mean, early on, we're probably going to oh, start definitely. seeing slices. Uh, I'm yeah. going I'm going stage by stage. Uh, 
then we're going to see the landing zones coming online faster. I think persistence is going to come into play bigger over the summer, and we're going to see stuff like multiple systems ramp up as well as a large number of jump points starting to come online. By large number, I mean, you know, 10, 12 systems worth. And I think that we're going to be full swing of beta towards the end of the year, along with Squadron 42 in its early stages with all its missions ready to go. So I think we're going to be hitting most of the the functional first systems online. Pretty much most of the ships raring and ready to go. And then the early of Squadron 42. So we're, we're probably going to be seeing um, the... the the major beta launch, yeah. Squadron 42, and and the core of everything and all of the fun little stuff we're going to be playing with by the end of next year. I agree with that mostly. In fact, pretty much all. The I think we're going to have beta launch this time next year. Um, I think we're going to have the majority of ships built, if not hangar ready. Um, there will be a couple, I think, that will probably fall over in terms of... Uh, well, by that, I mean in terms of 2017, and that's no problems. The one thing I didn't hear you mention, because I agree with everything you've said, mm-hmm. AI. How do you mean by AI? Oh, you mean NPC AI? Yep. Yeah, that should be in actually with subsumption coming up pretty early. I didn't mention it. You're right. Yeah. because so I think that's going to be... Because that's going to be um, in the... In the <laughs> In the same way, if you've ever done any kind of uh, uh, filming, uh, you will have people in the background going rhubarb, rhubarb, rabbit, rabbit, rabble, 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 rabble. Um, extras. Extras, yeah. This is going to be the. This is going to be we're the meat on the bones, but this is this is the this is the kind of connective tissue and the flesh. Mm. This is going to actually start to build the world and how we interact with these characters yep. uh, will be a, a huge thing. Um, so. Uh, bearing in mind that what we've seen in previous space sims where all our, and this is what we really have right now, is all our NPC interactions are are through fighter craft. Uh, this will be a proper NPC interaction outside of that. Yes. So I'm really eager and excited to see how that works. Even just the pure mechanic of trying to find a seat at a bar. Um, sounds yeah. like such a small thing, but it's actually not. Um, will become quite interesting to see. So I'm really excited about that. And that's one of my big things coming out in the next, hopefully next six months, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I think that's us. Grackies, where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash grackies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S. You can also find me on Twitter there and basically anywhere around uh, the internet or the verse or Rah. if you happen to run into me, I'm wearing a Grackies shirt. I'm Grockies everywhere. Yes, you are. Uh, and you are selling some shirts, so make sure we'll put a link of that in, in, in the show. It'll be over before the show's up. Ah, fuck it, man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, and you can find me at twitch.tv slash dublathakery. D-O-U-B-L-A-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. You missed an R. Fuck it. Let's try that again. You can find me at twitch.tv slash D-O-U-B-L-A-R- T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y There it is. Thanks, Ted. Um, and that's all. That's my Twitch account, so uh, you can see when I'm streaming, you can see what I'm up to, uh, whether or not I have internet, because these things sometimes happen. But I just want to say, and Grakis, I'm sure you as well, it's been a fun year. It's been a great year for Star Citizen. And, um, you know, I'm just glad to be part of this, of this fun, amazing journey. 
And uh, anything you want to add to that? I I agree with all of that and many goggled feels huh. to you in the community. Ah, away with you. Goggles of emotion. Uh, goggles of emotion! So much love to you all. Um, may you uh, immediately go and hug and tell somebody that you love them and that you love them this entire whole year and you hadn't told them. But next year it's going to be different. You have to wait for another year until you can judge them again. Um, <laughs> but much love to you all and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot.